Welcome to Lo-Fi Lit. This is the second episode with Carmen Eberady. Before this episode, I did have a panic attack because I was so freaked out. This was unbelievable. At this point, there was no indication that this was the thing I was going to keep going. If you don't know who Carmen is, she is a poet. She is writing a series called Parabelle from Hell. We also get into anime. We also get into her dad and where her dad works. We get into her brothers. We get into a lot of shit. There's also Cloud County, uh, which was something she self-published. And we talk about that. And we talk about artists. We talk about a different stuff. Sit back. Enjoy. It's a little... It's It was my second one, so it's a little rugged. But you know what? This is Lo-Fi Lit. Lo-Fi means it's poor quality audio. You give, you give, you give in cake. All right. So uh, I had a great time with Carmen. Thank you for listening. I love all of you for listening. It's incredible to even have this and to have people that listen. So that's awesome. It's, it's not bad, though, because we're up more in the mountains, so it stays pretty cool. Um, so, so it's not like 100 degrees down there like every day, like Oklahoma? Jeez. Yeah. My, uh, my dad's working mostly out of Oklahoma City right now. Really? What does he do? You said I think you said he was a, a engineer. In the, I listened to your last podcast, which was like five years ago. Yeah. You said he was like an engineer or something? Yeah. So he's... Um, He's a mining engineer. Um, That's cool. So we like. They, it was they're like cool. opening a plant outside of Oklahoma City. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he does like coal and stuff. Uh, he currently it's actually like gypsum uh, and like the humate, and so it's used for renitrogenation of soil. Um, when I was a kid, he did coal um, oh. and like coal and mine support for coal. But, um, Sounds yeah. very specific and things I have no idea about. Yeah. <laughs> my my grandfather, he was an engineer and he had his own like company and everything. It's a very like mathematical shit that I don't know anything about. And so did you ever think about going into engineering? No. No. Uh, but I your did. brother did? Yeah. Uh, one of my... I've got two brothers. You have one two brothers? Brother. Wow. They're twins. Um, is that why you like uh, John Cena? Because they were into wrestling? <laughs> one of them is, yeah. Oh, nice. Does he still watch uh, it? I don't... I actually don't know. Oh, oh well. Um, slightly... Just slightly less close since the pandemic started. And we haven't seen each other that much. Really? Oh, no. Yeah, but um, yeah, one of one of my brothers is a teacher, and the other one is uh, he got his degree in electrical engineering and okay. astrophysics. Does the other one teach English? No, he's he's like um, I guess he's like a teaching assistant, special education, middle school teaching assistant. Oh um, shit. Well, that's cool. So, like, y'all all went to college. No one, like, dropped out or, like, did drugs or anything? Uh, I mean, I finished college, yeah. Well, there uh, you go. So, I'm, but, I'm yeah. still in college. 
Huh? I'm still. Uh, I dropped out in 2014. I'm going. I went back in 2019. I'm trying to finish it off eventually. Yeah, one of my little brothers took the teacher took a little bit of a non-conventional route. He took a couple years off. Um, yeah, they they both took a few like took a few years off in the middle, uh, and then the other one took a couple years off before he started. So I was going to ask, how did you find like uh, the Shabby Doll House and like Lucy K. Shaw and like that group of people? Yeah. Um, that because we're both we were in a book club yeah. poetry group. Before that, there was the newsletter. Yeah, I think the answer, if I remember right, was via Tumblr in like 2013 or 2014. Uh, is I started following their Tumblr uh, blogs, a few people. Uh, and then I started reading the Shabby Doll House when they would release them. Um... Did you ever submit to that? Mm-hmm. I've, I've had a couple things in it. So I oh, submitted, I, I think the first time I was in it was 2015. Um, I remember because I was living in Wisconsin at the time. Um, How's Wisconsin? Wisconsin is very cold in the winter and very hot nice. in the summer. Very extreme then. Yeah. So, uh, not as, I don't know, much more extreme cold than Kansas, but I feel like the summers weren't as bad as Kansas. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into the anime, the Captain uh, Card Captor show? <laughs> uh, Dude, that show's awesome. I've been watching it on uh, Netflix. And like yeah. they got like like they don't care if like the characters are gay. They're just they're like all cool with it. It's just pretty nice for a yeah. kid show, for a little girl show. Yeah, I I really okay, so when I was younger, like Cartoon Network tried to play it, but they like tried to cut out all the gay stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of like they tried to sanitize Sailor Moon as well. Um what they do to Sailor Moon? I've never seen it. So, I I mean, there's just, like, one, uh, the main character, Sailor Moon, or Usagi, is, like, someone who expresses interest romantically in both men and women, although Mm -hmm. she only uh, dates men. But then there's two two of the sailors, Sailor Neptune and Uranus. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're a lesbian couple but in oh, the cool. american version they're cousins oh um, that's weird so do they still like do the same stuff yeah but it's like so they're like holding hands and stuff oh hmm. like because they're cousins um it's really close yeah so i don't know i was just like a weird kid and teenager and mostly spent my time online on like anime forums uh Mm -hmm. would download manga or manga and i found card captor uh sakura through that and so i actually read the manga um, oh that's cool how'd you what what like interested you in manga or anime like initially um was it like the communities or was it the art style I think initially it was like the art style. Uh, mm-hmm. I just found it. 
I found it more engaging than like American style comics, especially at the time. Uh, I feel like they branched out more. Um, but I liked the art style. Um, and even though it wasn't super accessible, there was like some at the library and bookstore. And then once I started um, going online and stuff, I really enjoyed being on forums and stuff Yeah, um, as a young teenager. When you started drawing and illustrating, did you try that style or did you just, oh, you yeah. did? I pretty much, so like. Did you make I, your own like comics? I tried, uh, they were never very good. Um, I feel like it's really a talent to be able to like replicate the same looking characters constantly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I taught myself to draw by drawing fan art. Uh, oh, that's cool. Well, that's how I started writing was like, well, I don't have anything published, but like in high school, I would do like fan fiction of wrestling and stuff. And I feel like that's how a lot of people do get started doing yeah, fan fiction. Totally. Um, I, s I never wrote fan fiction, but I definitely <laughs> read quite a bit of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah. And then. I noticed in the cloud county, I feel like that replicated the card capture secure because the girl in the show, she finds these like ancient like art like cards and it like releases chaos and monsters. And then in the cloud county, you read this book by Egon Shiel, and then right after is like this big like deep fry me and hell, this sizzling moment, and there's kind of like this release of chaos but within the personal self, not outside of the self. And I feel like there was like storms, there was talk of storms happening and they happen, but it's like for the person inside. And then there's, there's also like this, this fantasy sequence of like the 1987 Ford. And it oh, also, yeah. and it kind of replicates the car capture show where it's like this person may or may not be queer. But we, it's really unknown, but it just happens and it makes it seem like it's fine. That's what I liked about this chapbook. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Did you intentionally mean to do those things or did you just put these poems sort of together after a certain amount of time? Yeah, I think um, they, I, I didn't write them with the intention of putting them eventually in a chapbook, mm -hmm. um, but they were all written while I was living in Kansas, mm -hmm. um, in Cloud County, Kansas. Um, was oh, that a real place? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a reference to like an anime thing, like Cloud City or something. Oh, that's cool. No. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty fake sounding name, um, which is why I used it. But Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of I, I mean I, I put quite a bit of thought into the way I arranged it and which ones I included um but any because it seems like it replicates an entire year throughout the thing yeah and I think that was what I sort of tried to uh, arrange it to do um and what I think I, I try to do whenever I've done little collections like that before um, is to try to have some sort of 
story arc. Um, I think there was a, an illustrated online chat book that I did a while back, 2018 or something, um, through Ghost City Press. The so summer I, I, Ghost City thing? Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and I think it's interesting to be able to go back through things that you've written uh, at a certain time and be able to structure them and see a story come about. Uh, Do you think if you went... If you went back, sorry for interrupting you all the time. No, you're if, good. If you went back to these projects, would you restructure them the same way? Or would you, how would you structure them? Or would you leave them alone and be like, that's fine. I'm not going to mess with that. Um, like, what if you put all of them together in like a book? Yeah, I think I, I would restructure them. Um, I thought about that less with the material in Cloud County mostly and more with some other stuff that I've done and put out um, to be a bigger, especially like illustrated project. Oh, that'd be cool. You should do that. Um, yeah, I've, I've been, because I've been working on part of that um, for the past year, but it has, it's kind of stalled out and I could see adding some other older stuff in with that. Mm -hmm. um, when you say it stalls, did you like, you're like unmotivated or just like other life stuff happens? I think both. Um, mm -hmm. I think when moving here was an adjustment. Um, and I, I found myself not with, I think my last job in Kansas, I had less time, um, but I have a longer commute now. Uh, and yeah, those, those fucking commutes, man, because yeah. I, I go to Stillwater and that's about a 90 minute drive from Tulsa and they have, they have a shuttle bus from OSU Tulsa to OSU Stillwater, which is okay. But still like if, if I'm driving there, the morning is okay, but then like after all the classes and everything, and I'm like sweaty, and I yeah. go back, and it's just a terrible drive because it takes a lot of energy to still drive, and you're paying attention to all this stuff, and it's just it's exhausting. Yeah, it is, and uh, I know. So it's for me, it's a like about an hour drive one way, mm -hmm. um, and I've tried to do a thing where I like record i like i got a little recorder to like record ideas but i found myself never really going back to it so that was a bust and there's a there's also because i teach at a community college um there's a bus from where i live to the campus but my classes always start at 8 a.m and the earliest bus gets to campus at 9 a.m so it's God. possible are there no places by the community college? I'm sure you've looked. There are. Um, my boyfriend is teaching an hour. Oh, dang. North east, and I'm teaching. Oh, okay. Um, Shit. Southwest. So. So, 
on Twitter, you were talking about getting a moped, maybe. Have yeah. you looked into that more? I think you should get one. I I think I should get one, too. Um, however, I want to... I, one, I think it would be fun. Uh, yeah, it would be. That sounds fun. Two, I feel like it would make my morning commute a little bit more fun. The gas mileage is better. Um, but I think financially I need to wait a year. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I just, I mean, I could take out a loan or put it on a card, but I shouldn't. So Yeah. Are you guys making good money down there, but teaching and everything? Yeah. Um, Maybe I shouldn't ask that. I know people like don't like money questions, but. No, actually, I, I don't mind. I okay. think we are. Um, it's been a little bit of an adjustment, especially for my boyfriend, because he had, we, we met each other in Kansas. Um, and he had never really lived out of the Midwest, um, especially like the biggest place he lived was Springfield, Missouri. And so like rent in small town Midwest versus here, even though it's not that much, um, comparatively it is. So that's been a little bit of an adjustment. And when we first came out here, he was, he just had like a temporary contract with the University of Arizona um, that wasn't super great, but now he's got a, a better position. Um, at so a, wait, he goes to a community college, but like a contract with the Phoenix no, of Arizona? Is... So he's teaching at a community college now. Um, oh, okay. But when we first came out here, he was teaching at U of A. Well, I would think U of A would like pay more. Uh, not if you just have master's degrees. Um, really? Oh, God. Yeah, so he's got, because he, he has, like, a master's in English and then an MFA in creative writing. I would um, think that would be, like, enough to, like, get paid Yeah. a significant amount. I guess colleges just don't pay very well. But I think because it's, I mean, especially since it's a R1 institution and they have, like, so their PhDs get a lot more money. Um, oh. And if you get tenure track, but since his was like a temporary contract, it's yeah. it's not as much. But I think what's good here versus where, I've, where I was teaching in Kansas, um, which was really cheap and that part, part was nice. But I think because the community colleges are trying to like attract people um so that they don't go to teach at u of a or like one of u of a or asu's satellite campuses that the salaries are pretty good at the community colleges well that makes sense yeah so so your last job in kansas was that when you were doing like a elementary no so in kansas i was teaching english as a second language at a community college too oh. um when I lived in California, I did elementary school teaching. When you look back at that now, at a much later date, did you enjoy it? Or are you glad that you got out of it? Uh, I think the answer is both. Um, mm -hmm. I think I wish I'd had 
a better experience with it, but I was like mentally in a bad place. Um, oh, really? my, my, myself, yeah. Um, and I think also, I don't know, this is not a secret, but like elementary school teachers aren't treated well. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and I really enjoyed teaching the, the kids. Um, but I also don't think I was necessarily a great fit for it. Uh, and they, I think children deserve to have a teacher who's better than I was at that. <laughs> do you think elementary teachers aren't trained that well? Or do you think you yeah. should have been trained more? Uh, yeah, I, I should have. Um, and I think part, part of it was, especially since there's such a teacher shortage, I, I was hired on like an emergency contract. Oh, wow. Emergency, um, not contract, um, certificate. Like, so mm -hmm. I didn't have a teaching certificate. I just had a bachelor's and master's degree. Um, I and mean, that's still a lot, though, I think. It is, but I think... You know, and I had I taught adults and I taught like teenagers, but the teenagers were like in a that was when I was right out of college. I taught in um, Ecuador. And so like any of the teenagers I had were in like an after school program. It wasn't through the school. Um, and it's a lot different to try to teach and keep the attention of like 25 nine year olds. Um, mm -hmm. Because with them, I think if you're not trying to keep their attention and assessing their behavior, um, you're doing them a disservice. Whereas if you have a 17 year old that you keep trying with and they're just like, no, I don't want to be here. I'm like, all right, well. Has that happened? Or someone like just left? <laughs> um, I mean, maybe with someone with ADD, I could see that if they're no, like a teenager. I've had um, a few things. So in in Kansas, too, in addition to teaching English as a second language, I would teach composition and I taught like a literature class. Um, and I would have students who were clearly there just for like the gen ed rec um, that would be on their phones, which again, I would just tell them like, you know what, you're paying to be here um, as long as it's not distracting me mm -hmm. or the other people do whatever yeah um but i would have a few times where like a student would have their headphones in like loud enough that we could hear it mm -hmm. um or like someone would leave the classroom for like 25 minutes and come back and say i don't understand what the assignment is at all and it's like yeah you should have paid attention <laughs> yeah yeah um or like and I would have students too, and this I always felt conflicted about when they had back-to-back -back classes um, and would have a hard time getting to the cafeteria. They'd come in like 20 minutes late with their boxes, um, but then I would have explained what we were doing in the first 20 minutes and then they'd be like, what are we doing? Yeah. And <laughs> so. If you, in the future, do you think you would ever go back to elementary if they paid a great amount? Is there like a pay figure that you would go back for? Or is it a no-go? Yeah, I think 
a million dollars. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but probably, probably not. Um, I think what I do now is just so, it's pretty cushy. Uh, mm -hmm. I've gotten used to that. So. When you were an undergraduate, did you know that you were going to go for a master's? Was that like your goal? Yeah. Um, when I was an undergraduate, I wanted, I actually wanted to get my PhD in linguistics. I decided like sophomore year. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't think I can imagine a version of myself going to get a PhD anymore, uh, yeah. just because of how grueling I found graduate school. Um, so what did you, yeah. what did you guys do? You read like books on linguistics and. Yeah, my undergraduate, I did do just a pretty general, like English liberal arts, um, but I took a lot of their linguistics focused classes. Um, and then my master's degree was all linguistics, uh, and I focused on second language acquisition, um, but also on child language acquisition and phonetics. So. That was stuff like you've always been interested. I feel like that's so specific and like so like straightforward. Like you knew exactly what you wanted to do. No, I I knew I went in knowing I wanted to study. English just because it was what I was good at. Um, mm. And so I did go in with a declared English liberal arts major. Um, but I, I took um, an English linguistics class my sophomore year of college and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so that's what got me interested in the linguistics side of English. Um, and, and with the second language you teach, uh, like, Spanish? Yeah, so I teach English to, oh, mostly, yeah. to mostly to Spanish speakers. So did you not, you were so in anime, did you ever think about learning like Japanese and teaching English to Japanese people? <laughs> I did. Um, and I think, <laughs> frankly, I think it was a matter of what was doable for me after I graduated. Um, mm -hmm from college, I'd sort of wanted to go and go abroad just to like do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I know some people who have taught in Japan through a program called JET and others in South Korea and China. Um, I think Lucy K. Shaw, like she teaches English to small children in, I don't know if it's Japan or Korea. It's one of those. Yeah, I I think she does too, um, but I was kind of like those, if you like go and live there and teach, mm -hmm. um, a lot of those have like really rigorous background checks um, oh, really? and, and stuff. Well, that and would make I sense. I mean, you don't want to get some weirdo. Yeah. I didn't start applying until uh, kind of late in the game because I'd had a situation where I thought I was going to have to like live with and help out my family because uh, my dad had lost his job and been out of a job for a while. Oh no. And then that situation got resolved. So I was kind of like, 
Well, that's good. Well, I can start applying and wait a year, see if there's any other places that I can move to like more last minute. And did you think you'd have to drop out because of the dropping? What was what was worked out for me is I when that happened, I only had a semester and a half left. Oh, that's um, good. And so I knew I thought I might, but I figured like it would be better if I just like finished up <laughs> that semester and then I could have a bachelor's degree for whatever I was applying for. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, so like I was able to last minute find, um, in Ecuador and South America, um, a place that I could start <laughs> in a couple months. So I did mm -hmm. that instead. And during this time, are you writing poetry and sending yeah. it out? Um, I think I had always written a little bit. Um, and I took a couple workshop classes in undergrad. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, I took more fiction classes. Um, and I only took one poetry workshop. Uh, but I found I really liked that. And so while I was you... living abroad, I wrote a lot. And that was when I started really writing regularly. Did you ever think about getting a master's or PhD or MFA in creative writing? I did. Um, and I think it was really more just like a pragmatic choice. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I felt like I could get a graduate degree in linguistics and still do writing pretty easily. Yeah. But I couldn't do the other way around. As yeah, easily. that's true. Um, but I told myself if I didn't get into any of the programs I'd applied for, in linguistics that I was going to try applying for MFA programs. Have you thought about currently teaching your own workshop online to people? Uh, no, I don't think no? I'm oh. good at it. Yeah. You think you'll ever consider it? Maybe if you publish more and you get more confidence or no. Yeah. I think, I think, I think everyone should, cause it's so like offer cheap alternatives to these uh, online sites, literature sites that are like $500, $700 for, you know, workshops. Yeah, I guess I, I would consider it if I like both publish more, but also took more um, of those mm -hmm. online classes and the cheap alternatives to like get a feel for like what works for people and what doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I just at this point I think there's other people out there that do it better than me. So who do you think who do you think does it better? Maybe I'll let you know. Um Well I haven't well, taken yours yet, so I don't really compare. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know like Caroline. Um Yeah, I liked hers. Hers was yeah. I did that with Oscar. Yeah. So like I don't know if I could ever be that structured maybe some summer since i don't work during the summer Someday. do you like to create during the summer when you have time off because i saw like you're doing illustrations like every two weeks i was like damn that's pretty structured to be able to do that and get something out yeah i think it really sort of um depends 
I've had, I think if I like a lot of the ways I use the internet and like how I used Tumblr too, was like, I would say I was going to do something and then mm -hmm. not do it. there and I had to commit to it. I would. Yeah. Um, I also have to say like, it's been interesting, like living with someone, uh, I never lived with a partner before. I moved last summer and so now like I have to be more conscious of like if I'm just blasting music or an audiobook and like having my like supplies everywhere mm -hmm. um, and so I found that at the beginning of the summer this particular summer I was pretty structured and had a plan but once the plan that I was doing ran out I had a harder time making myself do anything so. yeah um does did your boyfriend had he lived with people before yeah oh, okay and you guys did you guys only know each other for a little bit of time before you moved in no we've known each other for a while because i was uh -oh. in this we met in 2017 and started dating in 2018 oh, okay um so we'd, we'd been together for a bit, but it was like when we were living in Kansas, especially since we both worked at the same place, we saw each other all the time anyway. Was that ever um, annoying? No, oh. I don't think so. It was good, but I think it would have been annoying if we'd lived together. Um, yeah. And it was so cheap there because it was like a town of less than 5,000 people. So I had like a one bedroom apartment that was $350. That ain't bad, man. Yeah, it was, especially since, especially since I moved there from that year of living in the Bay Area of California. It's like, oh. it's amazing. Um, Have y'all ever considered like you and your boyfriend like working on a creative project, like starting a magazine or something? Or have you ever thought about editing a, a zine or starting one yeah i've thought about it he's done stuff like that like i know he when he was in his mfa he was like uh one of the things they could do in there he, he went to bowling green ohio um and so he worked on their lit mag through the school um I think I would be interested in doing that as long as I was in a place I felt like I could do it really consistently and get back to people in a timely manner. Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's really important and I wouldn't want to try to do it on my own. Um, but Andy and I sort of try to keep our own creativities separate. <laughs> so. And he writes fiction, you do illustrations and poetry. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you were saying you wanted to get back to people in a timely manner. Have you sent out things to magazines and they never respond or they don't respond in a timely manner? Is that something that like aggravates you? Yeah. And the thing is, uh, I've had that happen and I've had like sending like a, a collection of work to someone and they're like, oh, great. Let's edit this together. And then they're like, oh, actually, I'm not going to publish it. Really? Anything. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it's a usually... waste of energy. Huh? 
it's like a waste of energy and time for people. It is. And they usually have like legit things that happen and come up that I uh, understand. But then, so it's like, I want to make sure that I'm in a place and working with people that if something happened to one of us, the other person could step in. You know, yeah. That way. Mm. Be committed. Yeah. That way everyone um, is able to, to get, what they want i think it would be fun to try to down here get like a reading series or something started um, but is there a community down there so, somewhat so it's do you funny. prefer the virtual online community yeah i think um there is so i live in the, the town of sierra vista which is the biggest town in my county. It's a little under 50,000 people. Um, but there's a couple like small enclaves and smaller um, towns that are pretty like funky. And there's this one town called Bisbee that has a lot of like musicians and traditional art. It's this old copper mining town. Um, but there's, it's funny because I haven't really seen like any writing community or like writing um, group. And before we left Kansas, Andy and I did try to start, this was something we did together, like a community writing group. Um, and we got that started. We were meeting every other week. We started in February of 2020. So we know how that story goes. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Right before um, everything in. Because we were like, the coffee shop there had like a back room. They're like, yeah. And like, we advertised around town and we had a couple uh, coworkers and then a couple people in town who wanted to like do writing projects. But um, so, but I think it would be fun to, like I said, try to um, get something started and one of the coffee shops in one of the smaller towns here. Would you ask also, people from like other states? I think first see if there's any interest in it locally and then maybe, or even just yeah. like. I feel yeah. like you're, you're well known enough and you have enough reference to ask people to come and join your little show or reading series and put your name like in the title of it. Yeah, maybe we did have to see um but I, I think it would be doable especially now that i've been here a year i kind of wanted to get settled down before i tried to do any of that yeah do you think i guess i'll go back to the poetry who was your who was your like your favorite poet when you were like coming up when you started out doing poetry do you would you like uh the older dead people or did you like modern yeah i guess uh when i was in college it was mostly older dead people if i'm mm -hmm. being honest but that last my last like for my minor my minor was writing and it wasn't like creative writing it was just writing generally yeah um and i had a professor lisa zimmerman who like after one of the like workshops that we did with one of my poems 
She's like, I think you would really like this little chat book. Um, and it was Chelsea Martin. Oh, um, yeah, dude. I would. I have her right here. I was going to say, uh, you remind me of her. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. And so um, I think I, I still really like Chelsea Martin's stuff, but that was when I was like, oh, there's like a whole other like group of modern people who feel this way too mm -hmm. and i feel like 21 is maybe a little bit old to be realizing that but no i don't think so um have you ever met her no not yet one day i'm frankly such a hermit i just i tried not to be when i was living in the bay area and i met a few people there but well, maybe you can meet her online, though. Yeah. I took one of her courses. It was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. So, in your poem, 1987 Ford, was the character queer? Uh, that was what I was imagining, yeah. Okay. Was that, like, was it fantasy, or was it... Maybe I shouldn't, like, ask what the intention was uh, with readers. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I don't like to ask. But you're here, so I'll ask you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and do I'm, you identify as queer? Yeah, I do. Um, okay. As bisexual. Um, okay, cool. And so, yes, that was the intention there. And it was a, like almost like a daydream uh, inspired mm -hmm. by someone I had a crush on. Um, Did you guys date? No. Oh. Uh, did you ever consider like going out with women and living with a woman? Yeah, yeah, I'm I think the answer is yes. Uh and I've this is my with my boyfriend. It's my first long-term relationship. I've casually dated women before. Um but at the moment I feel like I'm in a long-term monogamous relationship. So Mm -hmm. I heard when women, when they date, they go that the relationship goes really quickly. Like they <laughs> they like move in real fast, and like get married. Yeah. Did you did you find that? Oh, I guess not. No, and I think it was just for me, especially like it's again. I was just like so not interested in like committing to anything or living own, anywhere for a long time you're focused um, on your own yeah goals so usually it's just a couple dates thing so i guess i'll get back to the poetry did you I think that th I saw you working on something now on a project now, and you're talking about looking through the Bible, and you've mm -hmm. been posting about Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. So is that like a strong? Are you going to move away from the queer stuff and move towards that, or is the queer stuff always going to be an undercurrent in your poetry? Because that was something I really enjoyed about this, where like there was no real references to like other men, except for like Egon Shield, but that was about the art thing. Yeah. I think it would always be an undercurrent. And I think what I've been working on um, 
it's more that like I don't know I've been working and I, I've had a one published and one um accepted somewhere but like some parables from hell and some psalms mm -hmm. uh here just a second i'm gonna adjust something here okay i'll be right back no problem Honestly, I feel like I'm more interested in the form uh, the, than oh, really? necessarily the, the content uh, with the, the Bible. Can stuff. you hear me? Yeah. Are you having trouble hearing me? No. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. I'm good. Okay. Let's just make it sure. Yeah. So you're more interested in the form of the way that it's written? Yeah. And the craft of it? Uh-huh um what interests you about the form well i i think i've always uh really liked the the form of like the psalms and the little parables um and i also always really liked um <laughs> the old dead poets william blake and his proverbs of heaven and hell uh yeah. i've not i've not read those but sounds interesting I, I think he's an interesting old dead white guy. Uh, yeah. And he's also, he was mostly uh, during his life, he was more well known for his like watercolor illustrations and he would like illustrate people's stuff. Uh, he wasn't as well known for his writing, which I think is interesting. Um, Did you get into him because of his art or his writing? Um, I, I, because of his writing first, um, mm -hmm. and then later I looked up more stuff about him. So, and um, some of your illustrations, I was wondering if there were like, uh, other things going on, like in the back, on the back of the book with mm -hmm. the woman, like she doesn't have a mouth. I was wondering if that meant like there is something unspeakable if that's what like that was being said or if she just said a mouth because you didn't put one on her yeah it's uh i wish it were deeper but it's more like i was just playing around with the style a little bit oh, okay so. <laughs> and then on the on in the poem where you talk about looking at uh the favorite po uh, painter egon Shiel, is that how you say his name am i saying it wrong i think Shiel or sheila it depends okay but you talk about only looking at the hands and I looked mm -hmm. this I looked this guy up on Wikipedia and it said he got in trouble because he would do these expressionist paintings of nude people. And so I just thought it was interesting that you're only looking at the hands, so maybe there's something unspeakable going on within this narrator that she's avoiding something. Yeah, I think there's like a shame or an embarrassment of desire being desired i think that is definitely part of it i think because of his, his paintings part of what he got in trouble for is they were overtly sexual but overtly he he, he painted prostitutes oh, okay. um, too but i think uh 
the a lot of the expression um I, I wanted the narrator to be talking about the like the expression is mostly in the hands i think in his paintings so like yeah. focusing away from the sexuality and more on the expression mm -hmm. the absence of the body yeah. maybe because in the next illustration there's a bed but there's no mm -hmm. one on the bed or in the bed i was like oh there's like some there's an absence of this body. Yeah. I thought that had to do with the painting of the Egon Shield. And I liked also in the poem, there's this idea of in the job, there's like these coworkers and they're all talking about this big event is going to happen between the boss and the coworkers. And how like nothing ends up happening, but mm -hmm. like as people, we build up these ideas in our head. Like there's this big event going to happen, but then really nothing even ever happens yeah i love that uh, and then it says literally it says like nothing fuming no fizzling but then within like the next two illustrations you have the deep fry me in hell or the yeah. fizzling but it's like within the self of the person yeah and not the outside world yeah did you do that do you do that on purpose or did it all just come together accidentally I don't, um, I kind of like I kind of like to not know, but I'm still gonna ask. <laughs> I all I'll say is I think uh, for me it's something I try I find interesting both in reading and when I try to write is that sort of disconnect uh, between what we expect and the way we build things up in our head uh, and mm -hmm. then how it actually feels in the moment and then the reaction to that. Um, so that much is definitely intentional. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you're trying to tell stories. Yeah. I would I like say that. so. Do you um, know what you do you know what the story is going to be when you're just writing these little poems? Or do you know when you're putting it together, you're like, oh, this could be a story. And then do you get when like maybe no one sees this or reacts to it do you get does is that frustrating <laughs> uh I or don't, maybe people do react that way i don't know to it i think whatever whatever way people react is fine uh and i don't really feel frustrated with it but i think it really uh well that's good it depends on um it depends on the poem and the situation right like mm -hmm. i've had um things that i've done before that i know what i want at the beginning and the end and sometimes the middle is a little bit jumbled but i get there um yeah. but other other times it comes together later have you thought about writing a book just by itself on on its own without sending out the poems first to a magazine or a zine I mean, I guess you did that. I guess you said you did that before with the illustrations. Mm -hmm. So, like, working on it as as a, a book, book on first. its own, yeah, and just a book, and then publishing that. Uh, Do you prefer to send out the poems? I think yes. I've I've thought about doing that. Um, mm -hmm. The thing is, I think 
I, I do sort of uh, need a lot of the times external motivation. And so I'll get stalled on a project for a while. And then if I sent part of that out, uh, it feels like I'm still doing something. Yeah. Um, especially if I then go back to it and edit it to get it to where I want to send it out. So it's a lot about motivation, I think. With the illustrations, do you send those out with the poems or do you keep those separate? Because I've seen um, you mix them more so now, mixing them together. Yeah, I tend to keep those separate. Mm -hmm. um, and I've thought, thought about like, but I think that's for me when I send something out, especially with what I'm trying to work on now. Um, if I, I want those to only be in there and all together when whatever section of that is completed. And when I'm sending things out, it's the, the word part is completed, but I don't want it all on the page at the same time. Really? I, I guess until it's all done and together <laughs> having a hard time expressing that but like you don't like that it's feels incomplete you want yeah. to it within the book yeah and so like um like the couple i've sent out that are the parables from hell uh and i have illustrations i want to go with those right mm -hmm. but i want them like all the parables together with the illustration um, yeah well that makes sense of, i mean it's your thing yeah and so you choose how it's represented i think but i think some of them can stand alone as their own thing and so like, yeah there there it is without the illustration but the illustration is part of the whole thing do you have a way that you want it designed like would this chat book when you were designing putting it together did you tell the people who put it out well jenny you put this out yourself yeah, I did that okay. myself. Um, did you decide to do that because you didn't like the way that other publishers, like, maybe it would take more time to wait for it to get published? Or maybe, yeah. maybe no one would pick it up? Yeah. I'm sure it would have gotten picked up. But. <laughs> I don't know. And it, it was just, like, a little bit of a way for me to, like, collect that writing and organize it from mm -hmm. that Do you enjoy there. doing it on your own? To an extent, I think something that length I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like the control and um, I even like messing with the layouts and stuff and watching it come together. I think for something longer, uh, I wouldn't like that as much. Um, yeah. But I do have fairly specific visions of the way that I would want them to look. And when you're sending it out to maybe like a zine or something and they were to publish, uh, if they had their own publisher, how much of the editing process goes into them editing like a manuscript and maybe it doesn't come out your vision? Is there like a lot of that goes, does that make sense? Yeah, I think uh, my experience has always been positive uh, when when i've had 
editors come back with feedback and like, I think we should arrange this this way. It's always been like, oh, I think you're right. Uh, so I can't say that I've had a bad experience with it, um, but it can be kind of hard to <laughs> give that to someone else and allow them to mess with your vision, even if yeah. the outcome's positive. Do you think if you ever ran your own zine and you published other people's stuff, would it feel like a waste if they like, if you're trying to publish their book and you wanted it put a certain way and you think it would be better, but they were like, no, I want it this other way. Uh, Are you weird? I guess. Yeah. I think it's ultimately should be up to yeah, it should be the, the, the creator. Um, yeah. I would just, hope that i'd be able to give them good outside perspective the way other people have done for me you know yeah is there any editors specifically you'd like to name that like really helped you um so i think with um sorry something is going on uh chadwick redden i don't know if you he no, no. he and I worked on a project together uh, of my writing that didn't end up going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it did end up going somewhere. It it became my like first collection. Someday I'm going to be so so happy. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I think, really helped me with that. Helped me make it more cohesive. Uh, was able to like sometimes give me feedback on um arranging stanzas and stuff like maybe this could be a little bit more impactful if we flip just these two lines uh so i really appreciated him as an editor um i've had before lucy give me really good feedback as well um what did she say i honestly the wow. time I'm the time I'm thinking of, so it was so long ago, I can't remember oh, the specifics. Okay, fine. Uh, but I, rem I remember it was like I love a good Lucy bit of information. <laughs> no, it was it was like on a longer poem and combining some stuff, and she gave me, but I can't remember the specifics. Mm -hmm. So, would you ever send something to her for the shabby or the what's it called? The profound experience, like publisher thing, she's doing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe oh, I would. Maybe there we go. I don't. If I think that would be like more if she approached me, but at the, Lucy, at the moment, if you're out there, <laughs> approach Barman. At the at the moment, I don't have anything that's ready for that. Uh, um, well, maybe so, the parables from hell in the future. Yeah, if I if I work hard enough on them <laughs> so i get you put out them written and edited <laughs> you put out so much material so when you lose motivation don't you like look back and like well i've done all this so i can keep going yeah i i do um and i've sort of tried to do that at the moment as well um or is it more maybe physiology like Maybe that's the wrong word in your head or like there's things going on I, that you can't control. <laughs> I think 
I just want to get lazy, but too, I get frustrated with some, with the way something's going. So what I'll end up doing is like, right now I have some stuff that I wrote several months ago and I've had a hard time writing the things I want to write. So I've just gone back to those and edited them. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've written, I've written have all a lot of things to work on. And I've written bits and pieces of, of a more present thing, but it's sometimes it's slow going and it's frustrating and it's better to just go back to other things or at least you're currently um, working on multiple things. Yeah. So you can go back, work on something else and then, you know, get demotivated on that and then come back to the other thing you're demotivated on. Demotivated yeah. On that. And I think I also like a lot of the times if I'm feeling frustrated with writing, I'll do painting or, or mm-hmm. illustration for a while and then I'll go back and forth. So have you I've thought also, about like painting large paintings? Or do you um, prefer this the your size the size that you do right now? I've I've done some slightly bigger things, but I really prefer to just be able to work on my little desk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not gonna get a giant canvas. No. I think no. when I've when I've done bigger things, like what my Twitter um my Twitter emojis or Twitter emoji, my avatar is from a, one of the bigger things i've done which is over here somewhere you're a very stylish uh mouse <laughs> thanks very um, hip i can't take all the credit for it so i have mine and andy's better at decorating than me let's see so like i've worked up to this part. Like this. Oh yeah. Which is That's bigger. Large. But That's cool. um, you I ever just, mess up and then like, oh I gotta start all over, or do you just keep going and like try and fix it? Yeah, or do you okay. you improvise? Oh I abandon projects all the time. Oh you um, do? Oh uh, for drawing. Um I think with like this one I just pulled out because um Oh, there's a colored pencil and colored pencil and marker, I think, are pretty unforgiving. Uh, really? Yeah. How so? Original of that. Oh, that's cool. How'd you um, how'd you get it down to like this size? Um. Computer, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's neat. I think I'm not. What's fun about Photoshop is you now is you can get monthly subscriptions to it and then cancel it. So like when I was doing yeah. that, I just got a month of it. Like twenty. How much is it a month? Like those things are expensive, man. If if you just do it for fifty like, bucks a month. No, if you just do it for like the month, um, you can always like. I've had luck with being like, first month is nine ninety nine and. Nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and then it'll mm-hmm. go up. And I've had luck with just doing it for one month and then canceling. There you go. You got to learn it and everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever bought in your own website and then like designed it and everything, but then like you never told anyone? I've done that multiple times. Uh, I did that once, but not multiple times. But that uh, was it was like twenty twelve or something. What were you making? Oh, that was just writing. Oh, okay, um, like so. your own zine, online zine. Yeah. That's cool. So are there any writers right now that you're really excited about or into? Um yeah, I think <gasps> who? there's quite a few of like smaller names. I really uh have liked Sebastian Castillo. Yeah, he's awesome, writing. man. Yeah. Um, I think he's doing a book right now with Lucy, apparently. Yeah. Secret um, book. Secret book. Um, I think um, of... How, when when did you uh, learn about him? Just through the group? Yeah, well, yeah, just like, again, through tumblr and twitter and you the... should invite him to your reading series <laughs> he would come down uh, yeah. we'll see if i end up doing anything with that but it's just um, an idea right now i guess yeah it is just an idea do you have um, to like pay for people's travel or do they pay it on themselves i've always wondered that nice. i've heard that people they pay their own travel yeah i think if it were through like a bigger organization they might pay like if it were through a university but oh, okay um i think everything else i've seen is just they pay their own way yeah well he makes a lot of money he can pay his own way <laughs> and um, he could like come down with a bunch of people that are in that area that yeah. you know and they could all have a big adventure going down to your reading series <laughs> yeah it would be fun and you, I heard on an interview you said you were in, like you stayed in New York once. Mm -hmm. How long was that, and when was that? So that was not very long. I was there for like th three or four months. Um, it was just a, a summer, really. Um, I was staying with my aunt. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and that was in 2014. Oh, that was when, like, everything was going down. Yeah, but I didn't really <laughs> leave the house that much. Oh. Uh, Did she live in the city? Or the... Huh? Yeah, well, she, she lives in Astoria in Queens, so, yeah. Oh. Did you go no. to a lot of the readings? Well, you just said you didn't go out much, I guess. You didn't go to a lot of readings. No, I went to a, a couple readings, but I mostly... Do you still have friends that you knew from meeting them? at those readings um, I, have a, I have a couple um it was such a big time back then yeah but not really from then because again what has happened yeah i didn't really it was it was a time where it's like in between um coming back from south america and oh going to graduate school did you think you'd still be writing poetry uh, back then and putting out stuff? 
Um, I guess I didn't really even think about it. Okay. Think about what it would be like to be 30. But when you're when you're 40, where do you want to be? Um, I think still doing what I do, but both job wise and hobby wise. But uh, do you want to have like tenure or whatever that is? Yeah, I mean, that would be nice. I think yeah. luckily at community colleges, that's a lot less competitive than what it looks like at a university. Do you want to have like a novel out? Would you write uh, fiction? Or do you think, think? I don't think so. I don't think I have the talent for that. But oh, I, come on. <laughs> uh, I would You've like. You've done so much. I wish you were like higher on yourself. <laughs> I would like to be able to make myself st stick to my projects uh, oh, okay. that I start <laughs> more than I am at the moment. Maybe you'll get that illustration book out. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. And you'll have like collections of illustrations or maybe you could have like, um, you know, at museums where they hold exhibitions. Oh, yeah. called, like with all your work and like all that stuff. Yeah, like that what's her name uh mary boo i think she's done stuff like that at like museums yeah i think she she's has too cool. mm -hmm. maybe you and her could do something at like a museum <laughs> maybe yeah uh, but i don't know what the future holds more poetry <laughs> all right I guess it's been an hour. So yeah. I will let I will let you go unless you want to keep going. No, I've got some things I should do. All right, just start dinner. But oh, okay, what are you gonna have for dinner? Um, I'm gonna make. Um, kind of excited about it. It's a like savory tart, uh, but instead of a regular crust, it uses crispy potatoes. Oh, that's um, cool. So, I heard I heard crust is hard to make. It's fun to make, but it can be difficult. I think depending on how you're doing it. Um, you make it out of potatoes? Not just for this recipe. I haven't ever done it before, so I'm excited. Wow! To Hope try it works it. out. Yeah. Put it on Twitter and let us know. Yeah, for sure. So if people want to follow you, it's at the real Seabrad. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for doing this. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. So that was an interview that I had. And I really enjoyed it. I've noticed that mostly I tend to ask questions and I don't really have like not good at conversations but you know what I don't really care because I like asking questions and that's my style so I get used to it <sighs> she had a cool fucking house I wish I would ask more like queer centered questions about the poem oh well and the best way to promote this interview is to have more interviews. You know what would be cool is that like a hidden track after 
the I wonder if people can hear me uh, after the and bring on like Sebastian. Wow, I'm gonna get Sebastian on there. That guy's interesting. And get Mary Boo. I don't know if I never do another interview. I will be uh, extremely pleased with the two that I've done because I didn't think that I would do these. And I'm wearing a shirt with like cartoon characters and I ripped off the sleeves. And she was like wearing this really nice like dress. She like got really prepared. And I'm like leaning over and like hunched over like okay. So that was Carmen, and you can go get Seabrad's work at Cloud County at her website. If you go to her Twitter account, you can follow her. I think she understood, though, that there's probably no one watching. So I'm just pretending that I have listeners. And you know what? Sebastian Castillo. He would have some great Lucy stories. Gonna get those Lucy stories. Okay. And I'm gonna cut them. I'm gonna ask people to come on here. And I'll talk to them. And we'll get lots of Lucy stories. And then we'll cut them all together. And do a mega cut of just people telling stories about Lucy K. Shaw. Who is a uh, writer in... England. And so she does have an England accent. So she came on here. <laughs> you know, she would it'd be a great interview. Because people from England, uh, they have great interviews. I wonder if I was like, if people could hear me or not. Blah.